Liz Sumner, and this is I Always Wanted To, the podcast where I interview people who are doing things that others long to do. What have you always wanted to try? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Lauren Franzoni, president of the Franzoni Group. Lauren and her team help individuals, companies, and nonprofit organizations to expand their impact and bring new ideas, services, and strengths to reality. But the real reason I wanted to speak with her today is that she's also active in competitive dance, and I'm very curious about that world. So, welcome, Lauren. Hi, Liz. It's good to be here today. So tell me, how did you get started with dance? Well, it was a bit accidental. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Although in thinking about it, it may not have been as totally accidental in the universe, but to me it seemed accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most good things come from when we ask our friends for for help or thoughts or advice. And I had a very good friend who I've known throughout my career. And we were having dinner one night and I was uh, talking about just sort of feeling not quite sure which step I was going to take next and not quite sure what I was going to do with all, you know, I had lots of professional and personal plans and everything, but everything felt a little blah. And she had in the last year begun to learn ballroom dancing. And she invited me to come to a guest party at her studio a few days later. And I said, well, why not? I'm not busy, you know, (laughs) blah, 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 be on board, board, board. And I went with, you know, minimal expectations and had a terrific time. Uh, it was great fun. And they had one of these, you know, amazing offers where you get a couple of lessons for a very low price uh, for an introduction. And I went for those lessons and I thought, well, this isn't so bad. Maybe I could learn a couple of things. And that was the sort of step that got me going, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it, didn't take long before it became quite a bit of a first a habit and then a passion. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in my mind, there's a difference between dancing and competing. How long did it take before you began competing? And also, what's the attraction of the competition? And you can answer that in whatever order you choose. <laughs> well, let me just put a little bit of context around it. So, so I began, I... I really am a person who had always enjoyed being out in music and uh, my husband and I would go dancing and I would do my best to stumble along, but I never had any um, formal training. I not a ballet class, not a gymnastics Mm -hmm. class. I think there was some fifth grade square dancing, Uh, (laughs) but you know, beyond that, I really didn't have much of a clue. And so when I started, I was as probably to me as rank a beginner <laughs> as possible. So, and I would, you know, and I was beginning to get to know people in the studio. And I, I can remember telling the instructor for my first few lessons, it's okay. I think it would be fun to learn a little swing and a little foxtrot so I could dance with my husband a little better. And that'll be great. Thanks very much. And, and they said, well, you know, we teach you 
we teach you nine dances here and then we teach other dances along the way. So we're going to put you in our program and we'll see what you like. And so they, we, we would, you know, sort of go through this and I'd be like, no, no, I'm just really good learning the, the, the Foxtrot. And he'd be, no, well, okay, so here's this Roomba step and, you know, such. And so over time, I began to, to both enjoy and learn a variety of different dances. And I was getting to know people in the studio and it was probably, I think it was close to two years in when someone mentioned going to a competition and, oh, you should come. And I would just absolutely not. And there's no way I'm ready to compete in anything and certainly not this. And you know, we had a lot of the sort of back and forth of, I'm not ready to do that. Oh, yes, you are, of course, blah, 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 sort of thing. And then what would I, and then of course, the quintessential question for all women in life, anytime you're presented with something new, what will I wear? <laughs> so, um, but interestingly, in the ballroom world, studio friends, they, they take you in, they, start, they were having some group classes about how to do your makeup, at which point I learned about the mysteries of blue eyeshadow and false eyelashes that I had never experienced in life, and how to do all sorts of crazy designs with hair extensions and, and such. And, and fortunately, there's a whole coterie of people to help you you know, along the way. And so because my friends were going, my friend who introduced me and, and my other new friends, it seemed like it'd be a bit of a fun lark. So I, I decided to just go and go for the experience and see what it was like. And it was very eye-opening. And so I, and, and I, and I did reasonably well, you know, for me. And it, interestingly, in competitions, you you dance within your age with an age group range so you're typically dancing within you know the age of other other people that are you know, so i'm not dancing against a teenager you know on the other hand um you're also dancing at what level so i dance in uh, currently in the fred astaire system and so this was one of their regional competitions everyone was all dressed up and i found a rental service uh online for ballroom competition clothes and ordered some things and tried them on and sent some back and had, you know, sort of played fashion, fashion day in the studio where we all debated which dress to wear and found a dress I liked, you know, sort of all that sort of thing. So over time, I was able to sort of put it all together and, and have that first experience. So what is the benefit of competing? What does that do for a, a person in the Fred Astaire system? Well, there are people that compete for all sorts of different reasons. So there are some, I, I have a couple of friends who are very competitive and they want to win. Mm-hmm. And, and so they, they work toward that and they practice toward that. And, you know, that's, that's their, their goal. This is their sport. And it's, it's interesting in ballroom dance because ballroom dance is certainly an art and also most certainly a sport. And I believe it could be something comparable to if you think about ice dancing in the Olympics. And in mm-hmm. fact, there's a big movement to to get ballroom dance into the Olympics. The, I don't know if that'll ever quite happen, but it's it's a big, big movement because there is a very strong sport element. In fact, there's the dance sport series of, of competitions. And it's a worldwide thing. And there are uh, rankings and there are you know, national U.S. rankings and country rankings and world rankings. And so much like any sport, whether it be an Olympic sport or 
dog shows, you know, but, you know, it, it has its, its level of rankings. So there's some people who are very, very interested in that. Other people go because it's a great opportunity to just spend a weekend dancing in somewhere beautiful. And I probably fall somewhere in the middle. I enjoy the, the social aspects. I enjoy having that weekend or period of time to dance in a beautiful ballroom and in these beautiful gowns. And as I've progressed through my learning journey, I also find that the competitions give me a sense of how am I doing? Because you are, you do get scores, you, you're ranked against the other dancers. There are different parts of the competition where you can get proficiency scores, where you're ranked against on a hundred point scale against your execution of the dance. Mm -hmm. And so as I've moved along, I have always competed in a combination of those proficiency heats as we call them, which sort of one dance for about a minute at a time, uh, and also some where I'm competing against other dancers. And it just gives you a sense of how are you, how are you doing? You know, how, you know, the, in, the, in the proficiencies, you certainly are, are learning more about how you're doing against the, the technique of the dance. And in competing against others, you're also learning a bit about how are you doing in the artistry of the dance? How, how, how are you shaping up against the others on the, on the floor and uh, catching the judge's attention and that sort of thing? And what are the the numbers or the the areas that are that you're most proud of that uh, that you are currently um, working at and and feeling good about yourself about? Well, there's two, sometimes sometimes it's just the matter of getting there. Mm. <laughs> you know, I have to say, sometimes it's a matter of not only you know, of feeling like you've learned something new. For example, there are. There are four major styles of dances, and without going into loads of detail, there's what's called the the international ballroom and the international Latin, which is you know, sort of the classic. This is the way dance has been done and taught since the beginning, and it's uh, in an international ballroom. It's things like waltz and tango and and uh, foxtrot and Viennese wall danced uh, what they say in hold with your partner. So you're, you're, you're consistently together as a couple. Then there's the American styles, American style smooth and American style rhythm. And those are a little bit more open, a little bit more free form. In American smooth, you may dance the same dances, but you're not always in hold. It's a little bit more it's closer to what you might see on Dancing with the Stars or a show like that, where there's a little bit more um, interpretation around the, what they have. They have a syllabus of steps for each level that you're striving to achieve. Okay. So for me, the last year or so, I've been, I started in the American versions and started in American studios to start with the American versions of Smooth and Rhythm. And I, in the last year, year and a half, have been um, learning the um, international ballroom. So that's the, the same smooth dances, but back in hold and with a totally different technique. And that's been challenging, but also fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I've just completed the um, bronze level of study. And so I'm, I'm in the sort of end of competing in bronze and getting ready to bridge over into silver, which is the next category. And so for me, it's sort of having gotten to that point and feeling like I've done well in competition and also in proficiencies. 
I'd say of the most fun I've had lately uh, was uh, recently I danced at the New York Dance Festival, which is a, a wonderful competition that's held in this beautiful uh, sort of Gilded Age Hotel, uh, the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City. And it attracts dancers from not only across the country, but around the world. And it was just one of those classically wonderful experiences to be dancing the international style of ballroom in this very classic gilded ballroom with, you know, just for me and, and then to do well. My partner likes to say that if you're dancing a championship set of rounds where you're you're competing for a placement somewhere between one and six. You never know who's going to show up there with you. So it's hard to set your sights on being number one, but you sort of set your sights on maybe not being last. <laughs> so, you know, it would, even though it's a very small group and you may be sixth out of 24 or six out of 18 couples or six out of 12 couples. But when it comes down to the finals, you know, you know, you want to be, somewhere in the middle and I ended up somewhere in the middle so that was great so that was a, a good it felt felt very good but it was also just a beautiful experience to to go to have that opportunity that's so cool congratulations thank you so so how do you get a partner what where do partners come from well your partner is normally your instructor so uh, once you've found a studio environment that you like and a, and a partner that you enjoy learning from your pro partner. So we dance pro am, uh, so professional amateur. Your pro partner is not always, but often someone who also has a professional partner and might be competing professionally themselves. But your pro am is uh, your instructor, and so when you're out on the floor, you're the one being judged they're expected to be doing the right thing, you know, so you're the one being judged. But, it, and also sort of, of course, how you look as a, as a couple and how you are within, within the couple. And what's your favorite dance? Well, my favorite dance changes, but I would say that right now, my probably absolute favorite is the, the Viennese waltz followed fairly closely by the cha-cha. Oh wow! Oh, oh, cool. T tell me about. Tell me about. Well, and and I and and see, this is where this is where I was always glad I didn't have multiple children, and somebody would say, "Who's your favorite?" <laughs> I just can't leave out all versions of tango because mm. there's an international style of tango, an American style of tango, and of course the Argentine tango. Mm -hmm. And I think it, collectively that might even be my favorite dance. Mm. You and I talked the other day about uh, the difference between competitions and showcases. Tell me about a showcase. A showcase is a performance where you and your partner have, a, have selected a song and created a choreography and learned a choreography specific to that. So that is very, what we do see on, I'll use Dancing with the Stars as an example again, those are showcases. So you're dancing, you're the only one out there, you're dancing either in a ballroom setting as the only couple dancing, or you are dancing, uh, we, we have some showcases we perform that we're dancing at a, a beautiful theater, and so you're you're up on stage, and which has its own issues because stages are smaller than ballrooms. So you have to be careful how big your steps are. <laughs> and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. but you're, it's really a combination of 
not only your specific technique and steps, but also that sort of performance and entertainment. Um, for me, it is, I do a showcase once a year and it is the, the single hardest thing that I do. Why is it harder than, than the competitions? Well, in the competitions, first of all, there are many people on the floor and you, you're dancing, but you're not as, I think, aware of, you feel the energy of the audience and there's ah. all sorts of cheering and that sort of thing, but you're not as aware of it where, whereas a sh with a showcase, you are clearly, that's it, you're performing, it's, it's more theater. And it's always interesting because in my professional life, I do a lot of public speaking and I do a lot of training and development work and I'm in front of audiences all the time and I'm not the least bit concerned about that. However, when I'm dancing uh, and dancing a showcase, it, it takes a lot of concentration and a lot of deep breathing to try to stay calm enough to, <laughs> to actually pull it off. Uh, I just uh, there's just something very different about it. I often say if I could just have a, a remote control and a PowerPoint out there on the stage, <laughs> that's great. I love it. Well, I, I can't let you go without having you tell me about gowns. Tell tell me about some of your favorites and how they make you feel and how they contribute to your dance. Well, I, the gowns are just so much fun. And, it, and dance is really, in ballroom, it's particularly at competitions, you can, a very fine dancer can wear a very simple black dress or gown and be amazing. So it's not that the dress makes the dance, but part of the ballroom standard is the uh, particularly at competition level is the sort of the whole picture that you're creating and i think much like a perhaps a costume would for an actor on stage the gown sort of helps i think to elevate and helps you to really ground yourself in the in the dance that you're showing and performing mm -hmm. and there are different types of styles when you're in the international standard it's the the skirts are are bigger and you have something they call floats that are these chiffon pieces and other pieces that sort of hang off the back and the arms that so as you're twirling around because you're always in hold so therefore you and your partner are facing each other and you're not so th that creates a little bit of the extra drama and movement and so you always want to and then in, in american style smooth you the dresses are sometimes a little sleeker a little they still have lots of movement to them, but they are of a different design because you are both, you know, out sort of there, you're seeing your face and you're not seeing your face at the same time. So, so you get that, that sort of accentuation. And I think that most, most women look for the gowns that, you know, they feel comfortable in, but that have the movement and also, um, you know, have their requisite weight in rhinestones <laughs> you know if you don't sparkle you know you don't blend. the idea is to not blend into the floor mm -hmm. and of course the men are typically all wearing black so you if you had a lot of men in black suits and women in black dresses and with hair up and your theatrical makeup and then all the lights would go on you would just sort of wash out into the mm -hmm. seat black it's actually harder for the judges to see so mm -hmm. 
And, and so I think it becomes part of the expression and, and you begin to see part of the personality of the dancer in, in what gowns or, or dresses that they choose. So what's your favorite gown or favorite couple of gowns that you, that you have? Oh right gosh. Now? Well, right now I have um, my, my international ballroom gown. That's a, a very beautiful blue and, I enjoy it and I refer to her as Miss Fluffy because (laughs) the skirt is just amazing and, and sort of has a life of its own. And so I'd say that's probably my, my most favorite one because with all the floats and everything and the man and the tail suits, again, it's that sort of romantic version. You can tell I grew up watching all the movies from the 1940s. To me, it's kind of the quintessential gown mm-hmm. and that one so that one is probably my my favorite is that the one that's in the picture that in the podcast bio I, it is oh good is. okay so the <laughs> listeners will be able to take a look at you so what's your next challenge what's your what's your next the the goal you've set for yourself in dance well i would i do want to learn my my silver level steps in july i'll be traveling to Las Vegas with my partner and some other dancers for the Fred Astaire World Championships. And that will is both a beautiful competition and an opportunity to see some wonderful dancers from all around the world. So that's my big focus right now is preparing for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be dancing International Ballroom and, and our American Smooth while we're out there. And um, in between, we're going to take a little side trip because we have a whole group of people, myself included, none of us have ever seen the Grand Canyon. So we're going to go check that out. And I think that's part of the fun of of dance is that within the competitions, when you do decide to travel, it makes for a nice little mini vacation and you can have lots of different experiences with a group of people who, who share your interests. That sounds cool. So what would you recommend to somebody who's curious about, about dance and tempted to start, but might be a little hesitant? Start. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, I, I totally understand that because you, even walking into a dance studio, you can feel quite, you know, everyone seems to know exactly what they're doing and all of that. And in fact, all of, Everybody who's out on the floor in some lesson or another is learning. And none of us feel confident about everything that we're doing at all times. And so my suggestion is always, you know, look for a studio that's maybe putting on a a guest party or is inviting new students and take the plunge. And this was my story. I walked in not knowing what I was doing, not feeling confident, you know, fairly quiet shy and you get an opportunity to discover something about yourself when you're learning to dance and I think that makes a big difference and people most of the people that I've ever spoken to have never regretted spending some time in a ballroom studio at least. Wow that's great. Uh, Anything else you'd like to say in conclusion? You've given us lots of food for time. (laughs) I, I really think I really think it's just worth it. It's such a great way, you know. As adults, it's really hard sometimes when you're moving, with, whether you're moving around or whether you're just changing life stages. It's it's uh, sometimes hard to uh, make new friends or kind of just get out of the rut. And you know, I'm so glad I did. I, dance has been good for me mentally, 
it's been good for me physically and it's also turned out to be a wonderful network i've gotten a lot of great you know business referrals out of it it, it, it it's really been very fulfilling for me. So I, I think that the hardest part is the first step. <laughs> and, and, and that's that step over the threshold of the door. The first step on the dance floor is not nearly as difficult as that. <laughs> walking through the door. So, so I'd say take it. Wow, that's great. That was really perfect and good advice. So my thanks to Lauren Franzoni for being my guest. And I invite everyone to tell me what you've always wanted to do and who you want to hear from in the next series. I'm Liz Sumner, reminding you to be bold. And thanks for listening. <laughs>